This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 194. So today, being it's Sunday, October 17th, 2021, I'm doing the latest news and rumors roundup from the big four rumor sites of Canon Rumors, Nikon Rumors, Fuji Rumors, and Sony Alpha Rumors. But before we get to that, I've got some announcements for my listeners. And I'm really excited about this. So in the upcoming weeks, I am going to be doing some interviews with some extremely well-known photographers, and I'm really excited. So last week, I was attending a free online webinar that was put on by Serge Ramelli, who is a fine art landscape photographer. This guy's pretty world famous, uh, based out of Paris. And he uh, did something he generally never does during his webinars. He gave us his personal email address. So I shot him an email after the webinar and asked him if he'd come on my show. And he said, absolutely. So the week of October 21st, this coming Thursday, I'll be recording that interview with Serge. And that episode will release the following Thursday, the 28th. Then on November 2nd, For the November 4th release, I'll be doing an interview with Skip Cohen of Skip Cohen University. Now, if you don't already know, Skip is a famous photographer and, more importantly, a famous photography business educator. That's what he specializes in, helping photographers take their business to the next level and be profitable. Then... The week after that, the week of November 9th, I'll be doing an interview with my friend and host of the Latitude Photography Podcast, Brett Bergram, and Brent and I will be talking all about printing your photographs. Now, Brent is a master at photo printing. He's been doing it for a very long time, and he's going to go over all the details on how you can do this yourself And we'll probably also talk about, if you don't have the equipment to do it yourself, who he would recommend as an outside lab to get your work printed and printed the way you want it correctly. You know, the correct color profiles, all of that good stuff. So a lot of exciting episodes coming up over the next few weeks before we get into the holidays. And then tentatively, uh, Miss Ellie Cat will be back on the show the week of November 15th. Uh, she's been wanting to come on and talk about her recent trip to Greenland. And I told her absolutely. She's always welcome on the show. She's a fantastic person and she's always been a popular guest on my podcast. And it sounds like she's going to have some other exciting news possibly for us that week. But I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag. I'll wait Um, until we get a little more clarification on things, and I'll let her tell my audience herself. I don't want to take away from her and her appearance on the show. 
Um, and then, of course, I'm also hoping to, before the end of the year, squeeze in one more episode with both Dave Kelly of Dave Kelly Artistics and Ellie Cat together to uh, talk some more about their collaborations in fine art photography. Um, and Dave's going to share some of his images with us as well. So that episode will probably be a video episode as well. We'll have to wait and see. I'm working on that right now, try to get everything straightened out, everything squared away so that we can get good video uh, for that episode. So watch for that episode to be released, not only on all your podcasting platforms, but also on the Liam Photography YouTube channel. Okay, so now let's get on with episode 194, our latest news and rumors for the week ending October 17th, 2021. And kicking it off as usual, we're headed over to Canon Rumors to see what they have for us for this week. Let's do this! All right, first up, enter the five-day deal, $10,000 giveaway with prizes from Peak Design, Westcott, and more. The annual five-day giveaway is now live. The giveaway is free to enter, but only U.S. citizens can win the physical prizes. The digital products are open to anyone, anywhere. And you'll be able to find the link to enter the giveaway in the show notes for this episode. So sponsors for the giveaway, uh, Slick Pick, the prize is a bespoke annual membership, uh, value $599. There'll be 10 of those available for a total value of $5,994. Westcott, uh, the prize is an FJ200 strobe, a $399 value. They'll be giving away three of those for a total of $1,200. Peak Design, uh, the prize is the Everyday Backpack 30 liter version 2 black. It's a $289.95 value. They're giving away two of those for a total value of $579.90. Westcott is also giving away a rapid box switch one times four for a $269 value. And they're giving away one of those. Greg Benz, uh, WebSharp Pro License plus two HR Zoom sessions with Greg Benz. He's giving away that's a $250 value. He's giving away two of those for a total of $500. Then Westcott is also doing the Rapid Box Switch Octa M. That's a $244.90 value. They're giving away two of those for a total of $490. The five-day deal open photography, open photography tripod. That's a $220 value. They're giving away one of those. Westcott is also giving away an Illuminator collapsible 6-in-1 reflector, 52-inch in size. So that's a good size reflector. Uh, it's $139.90 value. They're giving away two of those. Uh, me, uh, five-day deal is giving away the Me Photo Backpacker Tripod. It's $129 value. There'll be one of those. And then last, Westcott is also offering two of their Quick Mount S brackets, three, uh, $34.90 value. They're going to be giving away two of those as well. So a lot of fantastic prizes in the five-day deal giveaway. So you want to make sure you get over there and enter that contest for your chance to win because you never know, you could get lucky. Now me, I will enter, but I know I won't get lucky enough to win. Uh, I have the kind of the kind of luck where I could walk outside when it's raining soup and I'd get hit in the face with a brick. So that's <laughs> uh, just the way it goes, I guess. 
Next up, the Canon EF 1200mm f5.6L USM sells for a record 500,000 euros at auction. Uh, it looks like my bid of 1500 and a case of a uh, case of loads of ketchup chips wasn't the winning bid for the Canon EF 1200mm f5.6 LUSM at the Weslar camera auction that took place this past Saturday. The Canon EF 1200mm sold for uh, for a camera lens record of 500,000 euros or 575,000 US dollars once the hammer hit. Previous copies of this lens have tended to sell in the 100 to $120,000 range. From Wetzlar uh, Camera Auction, uh, quote, a Canon telephoto lens EF 1200mm f5.6 from the 1990s achieved a particularly spectacular result. Only around 20 specimens of this lens were originally produced on special order only at the time. The then original list price was already $90,000 U.S., Two customers who were connected by telephone engaged in an exciting bidding war so that the lens was finally hammered for a fabulous 500,000 euros. It is the highest price ever achieved at auction for a camera lens in the entire world, end quote. And that is a ridiculously high price. I can't figure out, though, why these two guys ran the bid up so high for this lens um, when previous samples had sold for a hundred to one hundred and twenty thousand, that's just re- really crazy. That's a ridiculously high price. But hey, I guess if you got the money to burn, more power to you. Next up, the Canon RF 16mm f2.8 STM and the Canon RF 100-400mm f5.6-8 ISUSM have begun shipping. I have received several reports and confirmations that the Canon RF 16mm f2.8 STM and the RF 100-400 ISUSM have begun shipping to folks that had pre-ordered them. Quantities are limited, but they should begin arriving on doorsteps in or in-store tomorrow. The Canon RF 16mm f2.8 STM key features ultra-wide-angle fixed focal length RF lens, high image quality, and bright fixed f2.8 maximum aperture. It has a stepping motor gear type STM that provides smooth and quiet continuous autofocus during video recording. Supremely lightweight and compact for an ultra-wide lens for full-frame cameras. Minimum focusing distance of 5.11 inches and a maximum magnification of 0.26 times. Control focusing ring can directly adjust numerous settings. Fixed focal length is 16 millimeters. Lens type is wide angle lens. The Canon RF 100-400 specs, key features, compact, lightweight, and high image quality RF telezoom lens. Optical image stabilizer were up with up to five and a half stops of shape correction. Now that's in addition to the IBIS in your R5 or R6 or the R3. Minimum focusing distance of 2.89 feet at 200 millimeters and a maximum magnification of 0.41 times at 400 millimeters. High speed, smooth, and quiet autofocus with Canon's Nano USM. Nine blade circular aperture for beautiful bokeh. A control ring for direct setting changes, high-speed, smooth, and quiet autofocus with Canon's Nano USM, compatible with the optional Canon Extenders RF 1.4 and 2X. 
and there's the link where you can place your order for either one of these lenses. Now, it really blows me away that Canon made this particular lens compatible with the tele-extenders. If you know anything about how Canon's done things in the past, back when EF lenses were their thing, they offered the same 1.4 and 2 times tele-extenders, but they were only compatible with specific model L lenses. They did not work with any of the gold band or silver band lenses. But it looks like now Canon's changed things up and they are releasing silver band lenses that are compatible with their newer tele-extenders, which is definitely some exciting news for those of us that don't want to spend the money on the 100 to 500 L lens, which is considerably more expensive. Next up, stock notice Canon RF 14 millimeter to 30, 14 to 35 millimeter F4L ISUSM at Canon USA. The Canon USA store has limited stock of the hard to find, aren't they all? Canon RF 14 to 35 F4L ISUSM for $1,699. Now, the key features for this lens are dramatic creative possibilities with a 14 millimeter ultra wide angle coverage. Covers the entire wide angle zoom range from exceptionally wide 14 millimeters through to 35. Compact design, approximately 1.2 pounds in weight, similar to the RF 85 millimeter F2 ISSTM. Optical image stabilizer with up to five and a half stops of shake correction. High speed, smooth, and quiet autofocus with Canon's Nano USM. Control ring for direct setting changes, dust and water resistance, and a zoom focal length. Focal length is 14 to 35 millimeters, of course, and you can place your order at the link in the show notes. Now, keep in mind, just because they're in stock as of the time of this recording doesn't mean you'll still find them on the day this episode drops. I apologize, but Canon stuff on their Canon USA store does tend to sell out very quickly, especially anything that's L-glass. So uh, if you get one, you're lucky, but I wouldn't hold my breath. Next up, industry news. Sony announces the completely redesigned Sony FE 70-200 F2.8 GM OSS Mark II. Sony's newest G Master lens features superb resolution of bokeh with the next generation AF performance in the world's lightest large aperture telephoto zoom lens. Constant aperture of f2.8 from 70 to 200 in a telephoto zoom, fast, precise, and quiet AF or autofocus, and continuous AF tracking capabilities. Advanced features for video creators. Uh, let's see, world's lightest 70 to 200 millimeter large aperture telephoto zoom lens, approximately 29% lighter than their previous model. Up to approximately four times faster AF with focus tracking while zooming improved by approximately 30, 30% when compared to the previous edition. Professional level control and reliability. And uh, there are some images in this article, which I'll, of course, include in the show notes so that you can check it out for yourself. So definitely some exciting news for those Sony shooters out there. And there is a YouTube video at the top of the article that you can watch for yourself to see if this is truly one of Sony's very best lenses. Next up, uh, industry news, Nikon posts another Nikon Z9 teaser video showcasing its 8K capabilities. And there is an official YouTube video from Nikon, which is their second teaser for the Z9. 
Nikon has posted the second teaser, second of four teasers for the upcoming Nikon Z9, their flagship mirrorless camera body. Some describe it as a D850 and a D6 in one camera body with some added features. The first teaser came out last week, as you already know. The Canon Z9 rumored specifications, 8256 by 5504 pixel resolution that confirms a 45 megapixel stacked sensor. It is interesting to note that Canon decided to go with a 24 megapixel sensor for their R3. The Z9 will be capable of up to 120 frames per second in the lower res file format, 6 megabytes possibly. Some reports even indicated up to 160 frames per second. Built-in GPS, probably GNSS or Global Navigation Satellite System. The Z9 will use the same battery as the D6. There will also be a new 18-type battery, the ENEL18X, that can be charged by the camera's USB-C. The sensor has a multi-leaf blade protective shutter that auto-covers the sensor when switched off for changing lenses to prevent dust and dirt from getting on your naked sensor. The Z9 will have car autofocus in addition to animal and people AF as well as low light up to minus 7 EV. Improved 3D tracking and improved articulated screen that even works in portrait mode is a completely new design. New style locking flap for the two CF Express memory cards. Third joystick selector added to use while camera is close to face when shooting. Many new menu features to tweak and match your shooting style. The shutter release sound level can be adjusted from silent to loud so you can still get that D6 machine gun sound. And of course, I talked about all of this last week when the first teaser trailer came out. It does definitely sound like a beast of a camera. And I'm sure there's a lot of Nikon shooters out there that are excited, that are chomping at the bit for this bad boy to be released. Now, I do find it interesting that just like Canon, Nikon decided to add specific car autofocus to this camera system um, for, you know, auto racing and stuff like that. Whether or not it's going to be capable of 120 to 160 frames per second, I find that hard to believe, but maybe, I don't know. That just seems like a lot of frames per second. Although with dual comp or with dual CF Express cards, it's probably possible. But we'll have to wait and see if that is reality or if it's just a rumor. And next up from Canon Rumors, Canon launches the PowerShot Zoom in black. I have no idea how many PowerShot Zooms have been sold, but I guess it has been enough for them to launch this unique monocular camera in black. The black power shot zoom has only appeared on the Canon Japan site, so it's possible the camera will only be sold there. The power shot zoom black edition will go on sale in December of 2021. Power shot zoom key features one touch switchable telephoto magnification from 100 millimeters to 400 millimeters, optical and up to 800 millimeters digital. Autofocus is continuous in viewing mode, face tracking available during video. Optical image stabilization for shape correction, compact and lightweight design, 0.39 inches, uh, 2.3 million dot uh, EVF at 59.94 frames per second, 12 megapixel CMOS sensor, full HD 1080-30p video, and up to 12 megapixel still image recording. Live view and photo downloads available with Canon Camera Connect app. So... It looks like must be it was popular enough, that little monocular camera, that they're going to offer it in black as well as white. 
But as they said in the article, we'll have to wait and see if it's uh, only going to be available in Japan or if it'll be available worldwide in that new color. And last up from Canon Rumors for this week, it's back, baby! The five-day deal photography bundle is all new for 2021, and it's the best one yet. Here's the one thing that holds so many back. In the beginning, most photographers spend the bulk of their time learning new tricks and techniques. Pining over educational resources will turn them into the creatives they aspire to be and working on their business chops. Somewhere along the lines, though, most of these individuals stop seeking new knowledge. Despite the rapidly changing technology and trends, they just stop, and then their work becomes obsolete. So the final tip I'm going to provide today is this. Never stop learning. Now, this is from canonrumors.com, but you've heard me tell you that directly. Always be learning new things to keep your photography fresh, creative, and inspiring. While this global pandemic may have taken much fun from us, uh, one benefit is that the online learning is at an all-time high. More resources are available to us than ever before, and the quality of these learning resources is astonishing. Never before have we seen online education this thorough, and for the next five days, it's affordable too. Get the resource bundle made just for photographers like you for just $89. The folks from 5-Day Deal understand the importance of quality education, and they made it their mission to uh, find world-class educators and tools so that those who want to continue the growth of their art or career can do so at a price that is affordable. The various tiers of photography bundles, AFF link, are available right now, and the price starts at just $89, but only for five days. The resource comes from top brands, successful business owners, and industry experts who really get it. They are very familiar with the challenges photographers face at every stage and had developed resources to get you where you want to be faster and with less of a struggle. With three bundle options and 50 plus products in total, I don't have time to tell you about all of them, but I wanted to at least mention my favorites. And there are screenshots here of what he considers his favorites. Now, the sale ends October 19th at 12 p.m. Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern. That means if you miss out, it will be at least another year before you have the chance to get another photography bundle this prolific. Learn from the pros and obtain top resources to become more efficient in your photo creations. I've got more good news. When you invest in your inner creative genius by getting the bundle, you'll be joining a network of difference makers by supporting numerous charities. You see, for every bundle sold, 10% of the revenue goes directly to making the world a better place to capture through photography. You can learn more here at 5-Day Deal 2021 Photography Bundle link, which, of course, is in the show notes. Positively impact your own life and the lives of others. Make a hashtag 5-Day Difference. And I think that's fantastic that 10% of the proceeds are going to various charities around the world. I think that's extremely exciting. All right, that wraps up Canon Rumors. So next, we're going to head on over to Nikon Rumors. First up from Nikon Rumors, Nikon will soon release the Nikkor Z DX 18-140mm to f3.5-6.3 to VR lens. 
it seems there is no new Z9 teaser today. Now, this is uh, from earlier in the week. But according to Nakashida, Nikon will soon officially release the Nikkor Z DX 18-140 lens that was announced back in June. And this is definitely some exciting news, and it looks like a fantastic lens. I have a feeling this lens is going to be extremely popular with the Nikon Z shooters. It looks like it'll definitely be a fabulous lens to add to your kit. You can check it all out in the show notes as usual. Next up, new firmware updates released for the Nikon WR-R11A and the WR-R11B remote controllers. Today, Nikon released two new firmware updates for these controllers. You can download the firmware updates version 1.01 from the official Nikon online store or online support site. Both firmware updates contain a single bug fix. The end pairing process has been improved to make it easier when you need to end pairing to these units. And that is it for that announcement. Next up, Nikon officially released the Nikkor Z DX18-140 35-63 VR lens. As previously reported, Nikon officially released this lens. Pre-orders are now open in the U.S. at Adorama, Amazon, and B&H Photo. In the U.K. at Park Cameras and Wex UK. In Denmark at Calumet and Photo Earnhardt. In Canada at Camera Canada. The Nikkor Z DX18-140 F35-63 VR lens features... Covering a focal length range of 18 to 140 millimeters, it is convenient for capturing a wide variety of subjects with high portability from landscapes to portraits for both stills and videos. The short minimum focusing distance of 0.20 meters at the maximum wide angle position is ideal for close-up shots. The maximum reproduction ratio of 0.33 times at the maximum telephoto position enables rendering of subjects in large size. Equipped with an optical vibration reduction or VR mechanism that provides the camera shake compensation equivalent to five stops. Increase in shutter speed. High resolution is achieved consistently across the entire zoom range. Ideal for video recording with effectively reduced shifting of focus when zooming in and out and shifting of angle of view when adjusting the focus. Selected functions can be assigned to the control ring for comfortable shooting of stills and videos. Fast, precise, and quiet AF operation is attained with the employment of an STM stepper motor. Designed with consideration for dust and drip resistance performance, enabling users to take it anywhere with greater confidence. And, of course, you can check this all out in the show notes. So it does absolutely sound like an exciting lens And I have a feeling a lot of Z shooters are going to be picking that one up just because it gives you so much flexibility. When you can go from 18 millimeters to 140, you can basically use one lens to capture almost anything. Next up, the Nikon Z9 teaser number two is here. Nikon just published their second teaser for the upcoming Z9 camera. The video already leaked online earlier today, and you can check it out at the official Nikon YouTube channel, as I mentioned during the Canon Rumors portion of the show. The official teaser is out. There will be two more teasers before the camera is officially announced. Next up, the Nikon Nikkor ZDX18-140 lens now available for pre-order updated article. 
This new lens is available for pre-order in the U.S. at Adorama, Amazon, B&H Photo, UK at Park Cameras, Wex UK, in Denmark at Calumet and Photo Earnhardt, and Canada at Camera Canada. Additional information on the lens can be found at the accompanying link. I'm not sure why this update uh, was released because it didn't... Uh, it didn't give us anything that the previous article hadn't already. So that's a little bit odd, but I guess we'll roll with it, people. Next up, Capture One Pro 21 is now $170 off, and it includes a free upgrade to the upcoming version 22. B&H has an exclusive sale on the current version of Capture One Pro 21, up to $170 off, plus you will get the free upgrade to Capture One Pro 2022 once it is announced later this year. Version 22 will include many new tools like panorama stitching and HDR merging. So you can pick up Capture One Pro 21 for Windows or Mac at $179, or the Capture One Pro 21 for Nikon download for Mac and Windows for $149. So definitely some savings there. If you haven't already tried out Capture 21, uh, Capture Pro, Capture One Pro, now might be the time to do it. I use the software, absolutely love it. The one thing I wish they would do is give us the ability to copy or sync GPS metadata from one raw file to another. If they would add that functionality, I could finally get rid of Lightroom. And that would make me happy and save me some money. Next up, the Nikkor AF-S DX18-140, 35-56G ED VR lens versus the Nikon Nikkor Z DX18-140, F35-63 VR lens specification comparison. All right, so between these two lenses, the AF-S DX18-140 VR was priced at $496.95. The new model is at $596.95. Type uh, is GAF-S DX lens with built-in CPU and F mount. The new one, of course, is Nikon Z mount. Focal length 18 to 140 for both. Maximum aperture 35 to 5.6 for the old one and 35 to 6.3 for the Z mount model. Minimum aperture of f22 to 38 and f22 to 40 on the Z mount edition. Lens construction 17 elements in 12 groups, including one ED lens and one a spherical element. And the new one has 17 elements in 13 groups, including two ED and two spherical elements. Angle of view is 76 to 11.30 degrees for both lenses. Focusing Nikon internal focusing IF system with autofocus controlled by silent wave motor and separate focus ring for manual focus. On the new one, it just says auto and manual. Maximum reproduction ratio 0.23 times and 0.33 times. Number of diaphragm blades is seven per both with a rounded diaphragm opening. Uh, let's see, aperture range is pretty much the same for both, except, of course, the new one goes to 6.3. Filter attachment size is 67 millimeters for the old one, 62 for the new one. Dimensions, 78 millimeters times 97 millimeters, distance from camera lens mount flange on the old one, and 73 by 90 millimeters, 2.9 inches by 3.6 for the Z-mount edition. And the also, the other big difference is the weight of the old lens is 490 grams, where the new one is 315 grams, so a bit of a weight savings there. That's substantial. 
And that is definitely going to be exciting. Both of them, of course, have VR image stabilization. The old one doesn't have, it says doesn't have autofocus, but the new one does. Internal focusing, yes, for the new one only. And you can check out both lenses for yourself. Both are available from B&H Photo. And last up from Nikon Rumors for this week, coming next month, a new Voigtlander APO Scopar 90mm f2.8 SL2 S lens for the Nikon F mount. The already leaked 90mm lens will also uh, will be also available for Nikon F mount pictured above. The new Voigtlander lens will be priced at 66,800 yen, including tax, or around $580 US, and is expected to be released in November of 2021. Additional information on the M mount version can be found at the accompanying link. So definitely an exciting bit of news, a new lens from Voigtlander for the Nikon F-mount shooters that are out there. And I know there's plenty of you still out there. Not everyone has jumped on the Z-mount bandwagon, and I don't blame you um, because I know a lot of you out there that are still shooting F-mount. One of the reasons why you are is because you have a ton of F-mount glass, and that is absolutely understandable. Um, You take quite a beating when you sell off all your glass to switch to a new system. Whether you stay within the same camera manufacturer or you go to a new one, either way, it's an expensive proposition. Okay, so that's going to wrap up Nikon rumors for this week. Let's go ahead and take a quick break, and I'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag liamphotopodcast. And now, back to the show. And we're back, and now we're headed on over to Fuji Rumors. First up, Fringer EF-GFX Pro Smart Focus Auto Adapter has been released. Uh, the key feature is built-in electronic aperture rings similar to native GF lenses, DSLR-like AF experience, camera needs PDAF optimized lenses only. Supports both lens IS and IBIS, not at the same time, user-selectable. Built-in lateral chromatic aberrations, or LACA, correction profiles, optimized lenses only. EXIF recording for all lenses-related information. Well-designed and made, maximized internal opening inside, flocking, dust-proof rubbering on the G-mount. And you can get yours at Amazon US, BH Photo, and Adorama and the Fringer online store. You can find the latest GFX gear like the GFX 100S at BH Photo, Amazon US, Adorama Focus Camera, and Moment, the GFX 50S Mark II at the same retailers, and the GF 35 to 70, F45 to 56 at the same retailers. 
So definitely some exciting news for those of you that want to adapt your EF glass onto the GFX camera systems. Um, I played around with that a little bit and I didn't really, I wasn't really crazy about doing that. I'd rather just shoot medium format with my GFX system. So the adapter I was using at the time, and it was a darn good one, but I sent it back just because it wasn't for me. I prefer to stick with glass that's actually made for the GFX mount, but that that's probably just me. Next up, Fujifilm XS10 firmware 2.10 has been released. A few days ago, tons of Fujifilm cameras received firmware updates, but the Fujifilm XS10 was not among them. Well, now Fuji cashed up and released a Fujifilm XS10 firmware 2.10 download below all the down below are all the details. Among the others is add support for the brand new Fujifilm Instax Link Wide Printer and the older Instax Mini Link Printer. The Fujifilm XS10 version 2.10 can be downloaded directly from this article in the show notes. And let's see here. Uh, changes in this firmware Instax Mini Link and now Instax Link Wide will be added as applicable printers for the XS10. The camera now supports smartphone printers, Instax Mini Link, and Instax Link Wide series. Due to the above modifications, items of the Instax printer print will be changed in the playbook menu. In addition, the menu title Instax Printing Connection Setting will be renamed as Instax Printer Settings as well as its content has been changed, which appears through setup menu connection setting. Two, the electronic level display will work in a wider range of tilt angles so that you can use the electronic level on the LCD, even if you tilt the camera more than that with the current firmware. Minor bug fixes have also been addressed. No mention of what they are. You can buy the Fujifilm XS10 at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, Moment, and Focus Camera. The Instax Link Wide Printer is available at Amazon US, B&H Photo, and Adorama. Next up, the Fujifilm XS10 New Features Guide for Firmware 2.10 and a little rant, why Instax Wide Printer support for only the XS10. Fujifilm released the firmware, as I mentioned a little bit ago. Among the others, it adds support for the brand new Fujifilm Instax Link Wide Printer and the older Instax Mini Link Printer. With the new firmware, Fujifilm also released a new features guide. Down below, you'll find the link to the updated guide in your language. A little rant. Only using the Fujifilm XS10 with firmware 2.10 can you print directly from the camera to the Instax printer. If you own any other Fuji cameras, you have to first transfer your images to your smartphone, which is the smoothest thing in the world, right? And then print from your phone. I do hope Fujifilm will bring soon bring support for others to the to other models of Fujifilm cameras. Man, the grammar he's got here isn't very good. I can see many wedding photographers with higher-end Fujifilm gear using the Instax wide printer during the event. They'd surely love it to be able to print directly rather than fiddling around with the camera remote app. Rant over down below the new features guide, and you can download it in your native language. And you can find that in this article in the show notes, as always. Next up, the biggest struggle today, Mocha Gray or Ash White Instax Wide Printer. 
This is a voting poll. Today, for many of us, it is not a question of whether to get the new Instax wide printer or not. We waited so long for it that it will be an instant buy for me, but I guess also for many of you as well. Nope, the real question today is which color should we get? So I thought we'd launch a little survey where you can tell us which one is your favorite, the Instax Link Wide Printer in Mocha Gray or Ash White. Let us know and help us out with this dilemma. And of course, you can buy either color printer from B&H Photo, Amazon US, or Adorama. And the poll is, I prefer the Instax Link Wide Printer in, and your choices are Ash White or Mocha Gray. And you can submit your response. I am doing mine right now. I decided on gray. And gray seems to be the most popular so far with 60% of the votes as of the time of this recording. Next up, notice regarding postponement of release of Fujinon Lens XF 23mm F1.4 RLMWR. Let's see here. The new Fujifilm lens is getting delayed from the original planned shipping date of November 30th to February of 2022. Also, the LH-XF23 Mark II is being delayed as well. The reason is not the too high demand this time, like with the XF33 1.4, as the pre-orders are in line with what Fujifilm expected. The reason is the delay in parts procurement. You can read the press release below. At the moment, stores still show November 30th as the shipping start, but I guess we'll see that change in the next few days. And of course, you can pick up either the XF23 or the 33 from B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, Focus Camera, and Moment. And next up from Fujifilm Rumors, uh, Fujifilm discontinues Fujicolor Pro 160 NS 120 and Fujichrome Belvia 50 LF sheet film. Fuji has officially announced the discontinuation of these films. If this is film you love to use, then better make space in your fridge and stock up now. The Fujichrome Belvia 50 LF sheet film is available at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and eBay. The Fujicolor Pro 160 NS120, eBay, B&H Photo, Amazon, and Adorama. So it looks like more of that beautiful Fujifilm film stock is going the way of the dinosaur. But if you have a Fuji camera, you can replicate a lot of their film stocks with those wonderful Fujifilm film simulations. Next up, Seven Artisans 25mm F0.95 released. The Seven Artisans 25mm F0.95 has been released and is now available at Amazon US, B&H Photo, Adorama, Amazon UK, Amazon Denmark, and Pergear. The APS-C formatted lens is designed for use with the Fujifilm X-Mount mirrorless digital cameras, providing a 37.5mm equivalent focal length and full frame. It is well-suited to everyday shooting with subjects including portraiture, street, nightscape, landscape, and reporting. Optical design, its optical system consists of 11 elements in 9 groups, which including 3 Hoya ultra-low dispersion elements to improve contrast and color rendering in a variety of lighting conditions. A fast f.095 maximum aperture suits working in low light conditions and also offers great control over the depth of field. A 13-blade diaphragm contributes to pleasing out-of-focus quality when working with selective focus technologies. 
The all-metal lens barrel features an engraved depth of field and focus scales. Additionally, a metal lens mount also offers increased durability between the lens and the camera. The multi-layer coating has been applied to individual elements and reduces flaring and ghosting in order to produce greater contrast and color accuracy when working in strong lighting conditions. And that is definitely some exciting news. I know some Fuji friends of mine that'll probably be snatching that lens up fairly quickly. Next up, save up to 40% on Fujifilm Neopan 100 Acros 2 film. Uh, let's see, it's available at B&H Photo for $29.99. You save $19.96 or 40% off. Now, this is on the black and white 135 roll film, 36 exposure 5-pack. So, not a bad deal for a 5-pack of black and white film. Adorama is having a deal on the new Acros 2 film. Uh, Fujifilm Neopan 100 Acros 2 120 roll film saved 25%. On the 135 roll film, saved 33%. On the 5-pack, you save 30% for the 120 roll. And on the 135 36 exposure 5-pack, like I said, you save 40%. The Acros 2 film was in stock in early October, also B&H Photo, but it did run out of stock quickly and has not been refilled since. So it looks like that is some still super popular film stock. And it doesn't surprise me. Like I've said many times before, Fuji has had some amazing film stock over the years. I used it all the time back in my film days. Next up, On One Photo Raw 2022, available for download. The previously announced On One Photo Raw 2022 version is available for download. It's a major upgrade. Here is a list of the key features. New Sky Swap AI, new time-lapse creation, integration of On One Denoise AI, new Photoshop plugin host, newly retooled export, new line mask tool, new backup and restore, new favorites in browse, customizable thumbnails, gesture support, and it's Apple Silicon Native. Now, remember, when Apple announced Apple Silicon Systems, I told you it wouldn't take long for your favorite photo editors to be native Apple Silicon apps, and now On1 is. And I believe On1 was the last one. Uh, if I remember correctly, Luminar is already Apple Silicon compatible. Lightroom and Photoshop are. Capture One already is. So I think this was the last major photo editor to go uh, Apple Silicon native. So that is very exciting. And that pretty much completes... All of our software being converted to Apple Silicon Native. So no need to use Rosetta 2. And last up from Fuji Rumors for this week, very last hours to pre-order Luminar Neo for the best value. These are the last hours to grant the best offer to get the upcoming new Neo software by the current Luminar AI at the best price ever, and you will get the new Luminar Neo once it's released this winter. You can check out the offer for Luminar Neo for new users and existing users at separate links. If you haven't noticed it, you can virtually play with some of the features using these sliders on the special website. I have been told more such virtual sliders will be made available soon to show off other new key features of Luminar Neo. And that is going to wrap up Fuji Rumors for this week. And now we'll head on over to Sony Alpha Rumors to wrap up this really long episode.
First up from Sony Alpha Rumors, the Sony 70-200mm f2.8 GM2 lens officially announced. And you can order yours, pre-order, at B&H Photo for $2,798. Or you can just have them notify you when it becomes available. You can pre-order a B&H Photo, Adorama, Bidig, and Focus Camera in Europe at Photocotch DE, Calumet DE, Wex UK, and Park UK. Now, there are some previews of the lens and some YouTube videos that you can watch. DP Review has one on this new lens. There's quite a few videos here that you can check out for yourself. Uh, even Tony and Chelsea have one in the list here in this article that you can find in the show notes. So definitely an exciting new lens for the Sony shooters. Next up, while U.S. has to wait, Europeans can already pre-order the new 70-200 GM2 lens for $2,999. Don't know why U.S. readers always have to wait 24 hours before to pre-order a B&H photo and Adorama focus camera. But luckily, Europeans don't have that limitation. They can pre-order the lens at Photocotch, DE, Calumet DE, Wex UK, Park UK, and any other store of their choice. Hopefully, Sony USA will give up on this strange policy. It is kind of odd that it would be their stuff would always be available in Europe first. Next up, our rumors were right, and therefore expect a new 24-70 f2.8 GM2 lens soon as well already back in august i told you that we would get an updated version of the current gm zooms now that we got the new 70 to 200 gm2 lens it's obvious that we will also get the new 24 to 70 gm2 within the next few months Probably the only question mark is the current worldwide chip and electronics part shortage. This might be the reason why Sony didn't announce both GM2 lenses at the same time. Canon, Sony, and Olympus all announced lenses and camera shipment delays because of this. Next up, now available on Kickstarter, 60mm T2.9 1.33 times anamorphic FE lens with an 1.35 times anamorphic adapter. Starting from today, you can pre-order this new lens. Uh, let's see, on Kickstarter, the project already collected a lot of money. Here is how it looks mounted on the Sony camera. And there is a fabulous screen, uh, shot, a uh, photograph of the lens mounted on the Sony camera. You can't tell which model camera. A lot of info samples, samples and reviews are available on their Kickstarter page, as well as a YouTube video that you can check out for yourself. Now, keep in mind, Kickstarter is not an online store. When you pledge your money there, you could possibly lose it. Most of the time, the projects come to fruition, but there have been a few instances where supporters got burned. So just keep that in mind before you reach into your wallet. Next up, this is from October 14th. The Sony 70 to 200 millimeter F2.8 GM lens pre-orders are now open in the USA. And I mentioned earlier, you can pre-order at B&H Photo, Amazon, Adorama, Bidig, and Focus Camera in the United States. The lens will ship out starting from December 16th, as mentioned at Amazon USA. All the reviews I have checked out so far make it clear that this is an extraordinary lens. The number two suffix may mislead you to believe this is a smaller update, but it is not. It is entirely different class compared to its predecessor. Here are a few feedbacks. Quote, lens tip reviewed this lens and wrote that this lens deserves a round of applause. 
The faux blogger wrote, this lens is really fantastic. Petapixel writes, top-end performance to keep pace with the newer cameras. Imaging Resource writes, fantastic upgrade to an already excellent zoom lens. And Camera Lab says, this is the best overall on the market when it comes to 70 to 200 millimeter lenses. And the amateur photographer writes, simply performs exceptionally well. There is no doubt this lens is a winner and will work fine on my future 102 megapixel A7R5. LOL. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to get a 102 megapixel R5, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. MZ Pro Filmmaking Courses Annual Subscription, $199 instead of $349. Five-day celebration sale. Uh, let's see. MZ, a leading online filmmaking course platform, uh, is an online educational platform where filmmakers can get themselves educated about filmmaking and photography by top professionals. The platform offers practical courses for enhancing skills in cinematography, lighting, editing, and audio, next to some theoretical education that helps bring filmmaking knowledge to the next level. The MZ courses can be purchased as a single course, download links at each course provided, or as a full membership subscription that allows users to access all the courses within our MZ Pro library. It also allows subscribers to access future new courses and content and use their iOS app to consume courses on the go. Celebrate with us. Get a $150 discount on your annual subscription. We're inviting you to celebrate with us for $150 off, $199 instead of $349. This super deal is open now and will last until Sunday, October 17th, which is the time of this release of this episode, at $23.59 PST. So keep that in mind. If you want to get this educational training, you need to do it soon. Next up, YouTubers take on their new Sony 70-200 f2.8 GM2 lens. And there are a plethora of YouTube videos where different YouTubers are checking this lens out, trying it out for themselves. And you can find all of those in the show notes, as I've mentioned throughout this episode. And last up from Sony Alpha Rumors for this week, rumored A7 IV and also two new flashes coming on October 21st. If all the rumors are correct, this is what we should get on October 21st, London time between 15 and 1600 hours. One, the new Sony a7 IV. Two, two new flashes along the a7 IV announcement. a7 IV rumored specs launch on October 21st if chip supply permits it. Newly developed 33-megapixel sensor, 15 stops of dynamic range, 3.69 million dot EV, and LCD is improved as well, possibly to 1.44 million dot. 4K 30p video is oversampled from 7K. 4K 60p will be oversampled from 4.8K S35 mode. Five and a half stops of IBIS plus AS. Same A7S3 body design and same heat sink system. Full-size HDMI, fully articulating LCD screen, UHS-2 SD cards, and CF Express cards alike. Same new Sony menu system as the A7S III, and I'm still not sure about this, but the price might be around $2,500. And that is going to wrap all of the news and rumors for the week of October 17th, 2021. 
remember to check out the Land Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you are in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, as I mentioned, that's going to wrap up episode 194 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio.com, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcast. As I mentioned at the top of this episode, I have some extremely exciting interviews coming up over the next few weeks with Serge Ramelli, Skip Cohen, and Brett Bergram, as well as Ellie Cat. So there's going to be a lot of exciting content over the next few weeks leading up into the holiday season. Also, remember to stop by and check out the Liam Photography YouTube channel. Subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, comment on them, like them, share them out. Hit the little bell icon so you can be notified as new content drops. And if you'd be so kind, you could do the same for Forgotten Pieces of Georgia and Pennsylvania projects as well. All right, everybody, I am out of here. I will see you all again on Thursday.